When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Trail Towns Radio with Paul Vanderplug and Dita Kastnis, the first bicycle tourism radio show in the world. Kia ora and now my hearty my key trail towns on SENZ all the way across Aotearoa, the land of the long white cloud. And g'day Australia, hello and welcome to Trail Towns on SEN. I'm Dietz and this is Trail Towns with Paul, that was actually his nickname at school. (laughs) (laughs) And we are about to talk about bike tourism, discovering trail towns right across Australia and New Zealand, giving you the lowdown on where you can have a bike holiday and heaps of riding thrown in. We're going to be chatting with cycling legends, industry heavyweights and A-listers. But before we start the show today, Vandy, we would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land we are on today, which is the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations, and pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Absolutely, mate. And we're extremely privileged... Oh, excuse me. Absolutely, mate. And we're extremely privileged to ride and work on this land and extend our respects to the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Island people listening in today. Now, who are we, mate? Andy. Well, I'm an obsessive mountain bike rider and my first car was a Datsun 1200. It had a driver's seat, but it didn't have a passenger's seat because my dad, who was a rotund man, sat in it and broke it. (laughs) It didn't impress my then girlfriend, Libby, very much at all. (laughs) Well, I'm a professional cyclist and because I went to a really small country school, my family of seven, five boys, mum and dad, made up 10% of the entire school. And together we host the hit TV series on SBS called Trail Towns. And now here we are for Trail Towns Radio. We sure are. On this week's show, we're chatting to Glenn Jacobs, the man responsible for building more trails than anyone on earth ever, Vandy. (laughs) (laughs) And we're talking to Scott Sadler, the boss of the Trail Towns Paradise, the brand new National Arboretum of Canberra. And we'll also be discussing how to get your friends into cycling, or if you do what I do, Vandy, how to actually get them out of cycling. But anyway, we'll go into that a little bit later, and we're going to have a chat to Jamo, of course. Good old grumpy Jamo. We're going to find out what he's been up to. So, Dietz, what have you been up to this week? Well, you know, I like my stuff, Vandy. I like to have bicycles, motorbikes. Gadgets. Gadgets, like I like stuff. Stuff. I mean, I was explaining to you before that my cycling, my racing career in the 90s went really well until the starting pistol went off. And then I found the sport way too hard to actually participate in. I do remember an old saying. It's called all the gear and no idea. I had a hard tail with XDR. I had the latest duty forks. I had everything, right? It was all terrific, <laughs> except I was really, really slow. But in with that in mind, Quadlock, who is a beautiful show sponsor of Trail Towns, has just released a new product called 360. Now, what, we know... What is it? Well, I'm about to tell you. So Quadlock, <laughs> we use Quadlock to attach our phones to the cars and to the bikes when we ride. And Quadlock, believe me, I've tried every system and it is the best. The phone cases themselves are so beautifully made. You just like to look at them and they're really, 
Oh, they just they're just gorgeous, right? Well, they actually work as well, which is handy. I've um I've been fumbling around with my phone while riding and I've dropped it several times and I have not cracked a screen since I've been using quad lock and that's not a plug. That's actually just what's been happening. And I'm really rough on my phone. Yeah. And you can put your phone on your bike and go ride a double black as fast as you can. And the phone will not vibrate off, right? Or in the car, you can have these suction mounts on the dash. So point is 360 is a new system they've just released and I've been playing around with it and I've ordered the perfect setup for my new e-scooter, which you've seen me zoom around Melbourne on. So what you do with 360, Vandy, is what different is, right, you should just buy uh, the, the, the attachment previously, right? Yeah. With this one, you choose the base you want. There's all different bases now. You choose the arm you want, which then separates it from the base from where you actually attach the phone. So different lengths and ways of, you know, removing it from a particular place or whatever. So dash on a boat or a drum kit or whatever, right? So you can put your phone on anything and then you choose the actual mounting system for your phone. So essentially what 360 does is it makes Quadlock be able to attach to anything. Now, you, I mean anything or not, maybe not the space shuttle, but pretty much anything. Wow. Okay. Well, I'll have to check it out. It sounds super cool, and we love their products. I'm most excited about it. Now, <laughs> we had a beautiful day this week, didn't we? Yes, we did. We finally got to ride again. I'm back in Melbourne, and you uh, you are pretty fit coming out of lockdown. Mate, uh, I am an athlete. <laughs> Just check me, right? But no, we rode at the Gorge this week, which I think the listeners may have heard that it's the one place I really have wanted to ride. I grew up out of the gorge, and and we rode the gorge this week. And Vandy, tell us, tell everybody about the magical experience that it was. Well, they've got new trail signs, which is cool, and they've been working on all the trails. So there's new loops that you can ride. But I always like riding there with Dietz because he knows it really well. So if you've got a mate that knows that area, or if you just like exploring. Take a phone with GPS so you can find your way back to the car. The the trails are well. There's two new trail signs. We we spotted two, and this is in a place with around a hundred kilometres of single track, and there were two trail signs and a map, which didn't make any sense to me at all. But there's it's a start, which is really really good. And uh, the off camber single track rolling around the gorge hills, the just it's just so beautiful. We saw some critters, didn't we? We saw an echidna. We saw a couple of rabbits and an eel. And a wild eel. I've never seen one before. It was massive. Oh. And speaking of right, it's so hot right now. Trying to get a bike at the moment is quite hard. If you've been trying to get a new bike, there's wait lists, all that sort of thing. But Giant have just created this new thing. They're also a big sponsor of mine and have been for several years. And they're a sponsor of Trail Towns. And they've released this new thing is you can order your bike online on the Giant Australia website and then the bike will get sent out to your local bike shop. The local bike shop gets the money for the bike, and then you actually get a bike. So it's it's a it's a really cool initiative that Giant's been doing to try and help people get bikes, no matter where you are in Australia. Everybody wins, then, right? You don't if if you're in a small regional town, you have just as much ability to get exactly the bike you want as somebody that lives next to a megastore. Yeah, and this is just the test. Hopefully it'll get uh, used on other models, but it's just the Rome at the moment, which is an entry-level sort of bike bike path, rail trail bike. Now, Dieter, Bravery Trust, how are you going? Well, Bravery Trust, as we know, as anyone has been listening, Bravery Trust is a wonderful charity. It helps returned veterans, ADF veterans. They come back from places like Afghanistan, 
and they can come back really, really messed up because of the fact that, you know, it, it's, a, it's a horrible place to be. When they come back, sometimes their lives fall apart and Bravery Trust steps in and helps them with the most basic of needs like shopping, rent, um, things that we take for granted. Bravery Trust helps these returned ADF veterans. So we like very much the Bravery Trust and there is the Bravery Trek, which we're doing. And that's, we are doing it. We're doing it. So normal people get to do walk 100 or ride 100 Ks. We're riding 1,000 each and we're going to raise, our goal is to raise 10,000 each. So we're up to pretty much week two now, Vandy. How are you tracking? Well... I've had a bit of a slow start. I was lagging a bit after week one. I was on about 130 kilometres. But then I had to go get my van that broke down, which we mentioned last week, and 170 k's, a massive road ride to go and pick the van. So now I'm up to, uh, what's that, 300 kilometres. Well, I'm up to about 250. We're getting towards 10k. If you're anything like me, Vandy, you really appreciate what the ADF people do for our country. Let's all get behind them now. Get behind us on Bravery Trek on the Bravery Trek and go to Trail Towns team on the website Bravery Trust. You can't miss it. Now, coming up right after the break, we have the giant guest of the week, Glenn Jacobs. He really is a giant of the industry. We can't wait to chat to him on SENZ and SEN. This is Dietz and Vandy on Trail Towns. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Trail Towns Radio the first bicycle tourism radio show in the world. This is Trail Towns on SEN with Vandy and Dietz and now the giant guest of the week, Dietz. It's the founder of World Trail, one of the biggest trail building companies in the world. He's an actual mountain bike hall of famer, unlike Jamo. I think he's on some alternate list. I can't work that out. And he's directed and edited a very famous Australian mountain bike film, Mud Cows. And he's just been building trails in Norway. Glenn Jacobs, welcome to Trail Towns. G'day, mate. Uh, glad to be here. It is wonderful to have you, Glenn. Now, they say James Brown was the godfather of soul. I believe that you are the godfather of building trails. What makes a trail town, in your opinion? Oh, look, a trail, something that you can actually ride, you know, ride the trails from where you sleep, uh, you know, where, where your accommodation is, um, you know, where the cafes, where the food is. Uh, trails have to be bloody great. Uh, you know, you start with a coffee, finish with a beer, you know, um, something for your mood, you know, whatever, you know, you want to go out and ride a trail and you feel like, uh, you know, a nice big long old climb or you want to bomb down some pretty uh, pretty steep gravity gravity run, you know. You've got to have something for everybody. Um, there are six boxes you've got to tick to make, uh, like to have a successful trail down. But look, basically, it's like, like the ski industry did it 80 years ago, you know, uh, yep. where you get a town, you have a ski run, everything comes in and out of town, um, where you park your car, you don't see it again until you're ready to go. You ride in and out, from, ride to the trails from where you're staying. So, you know, and, and the trails have to be quality and, uh, you know, you've got to feel that whole, you know, you, you know, culture, you embrace that culture. You know, mountain bike is, uh, mountain bike is fairly new. So a trail town is, is a cool word. I'm really rad, but, you know, it's, it's cool that you guys have got that name, you know, because, you know, you'd have a fishing town or a, a surf town. A trail town is real, you know. If you have a trails radiating in and out of the town and you're a mountain biker, 
Yeah, you couldn't you couldn't think of a better place, I reckon. Yeah, I think we've only uh, only ever had one good idea in our lives, Fanny, and I think this could be it. This is it. We've <laughs> done well. It seems so simple, Glenn, when you talk about a trail town, because I'm obviously from Mount Beauty, and it's a classic sort of old trail town where you literally jump on your bike and you ride up the hill and then you bomb down trails and then you go to the bakery or the cafe and eat some food and then go up and do some more riding. But you're from you're from Cairns or you live in Cairns when you're not out building trails around the world. What's the riding like up there? Well, it was like, yeah, look, Cairns has uh, always been a mountain bike uh, sort of... Uh, it's always had that mountain bike lifestyle. Yeah, uh, we've got no earth, we've got no snow, and mountain biking. Uh, mountains are the next best thing, you know. Uh, waterfalls, mountains, and uh, look, it's the same thing. You could Cairns itself is fairly flat. Well, everywhere along that whole eastern shore is just flat, but then all of a sudden, bang, goes straight up the hill. You know, like the hills are they're not there's not not like Mount Beauty where you have these beautiful undulating. Uh, rolling grass hills ours is just bang straight up rainforest you know <laughs> and they're, they're steep and they're big so uh you know um uh you learn pretty quick you know and, and you get fit pretty quick climbing up hills and then descending quickly back down and look there's there's so many mountains there's so many trails growing up there it's uh you know it was just you're pretty bloody spoiled except for the heat and the rain you either sweat or it's wet you know it's uh, one or the other they're our seasons they're, you know other places have that autumn and spring and, and winter and, and summer ours is just wet and sweat amazing you know you're one, um, one or the other do you know glenn i reckon i've known of you for 30 nearly 30 years because back when i was working at Vic, Vic to be in the 90s we used to play mud cows which was the first actual cool mountain bike film ever made that i'd ever seen we used to play mud cows on loop on the video machine in the store all day every day you made mud cows we make a mountain bike tv show a mere shadow of mud cows have you said that but we made that so you've seen a lot you were around in the 90s when it first started how has mountain biking changed how has trail challenge changed how's the sport changed oh look it's evolved day eh? you know it's a bloody great thing and when you look back at uh it's funny you there was one of those memories come up on Facebook the other day. It was, uh, you know, part of mud cows and we put it up there again. You look at it and you go, wow, look, you know, it was old bikes, you know, really bad geometry, you know, uh, <laughs> just not good things at all, you know, and you hurt, you know, we, you have these old bikes, you collect them and you, you know, put them, you know, put them in your bloody, uh, you know, your living room and stuff like that. But you don't go and ride them because they're just absolutely horrible. Back then it was great. And, uh, you know, we used to film, yeah, because everything was new, you know, people were experimenting. There was no coaches. There was nobody saying, this is how you should drop off a cliff. This is what you should do here or there. So you just try You just, you would just try anything. And there was an opportunity in itself. You'd take a, I'd take a camera with me everywhere I went because you were guaranteed of a crash or a gash, you know, it was, uh, <laughs> it was pretty, pretty bloody interesting, you know, and then when you get a collective of, uh, you know, heaps of footage, you just put them all together and, Look, uh, there's there's a lot of great mountain bike movies out there, and over you know over decades. But my stuff, look, we were just just after the core culture, more of the lifestyle. Yeah, sure, riding and doing this and that. But it's more about the lifestyle. And look, I'm pumped to see those guys, you know, Aussie guys over there in New Zealand, the Vanzacs, you know, uh, <laughs> doing that sort of uh, nearly doing the same thing. You're actually seeing lifestyle, just having fun, instead of just beautiful cruisy slow motion stuff 
yeah, they're just having a great time, the Vanzacks crew. And then, uh, I mean, e-bikes have come along in the last five or so years in a big way for mountain biking. Uh, what's your thoughts on the e-bike craze? Ah, it's, uh, yeah, uh, same as the 29er craze, you know, same as bloody anything else, you know. <laughs> you know, it's part of mountain biking, you know. Uh, uh, we all, you know, look, I can't really say much about it. I think they're bloody great, you know. It's, uh, you know, we were just talking before, you know, if you want to go for a ride, you, you go for a ride and uh, on an e-bike, you, uh, you know, you go a bit further and a bit longer, you come back happy. You know, you're not coming back, uh, you know, pretty well uh, done. You know, there's, uh, as I was saying before, Cairns especially, the big hills here, the best thing in the world was e-bikes because you could actually climb them a few times instead of just once and throwing up and going home, you know. <laughs> uh, the e-bikes will uh, allow you to go places and do stuff. And, you know, trails, trails are the same. You don't have to design that much, you know, you don't have to design them differently that much. Uh, look, I think they're the greatest thing. They, they're going forever. Um um, you know, we're, we're just seeing this, this, this reduced size and weight of the, you know, the SLs, so, you know, the specialized ones, the Canevos and the, uh, the Levos. And uh, look, I think that that's really great because you, you, you are pedaling and you, you are working really hard. Um, mind you, there's, you know, the big ones with the big 700 watts and everything, they just go like anything and you have a lot of fun. You can ride a lot of hills and do a lot of things. But um, these, these smaller, lighter ones, I think that's coming back, uh, if I'd like to say, like the core style of mountain biking. It's sort of brought it back that way. And, uh, geez, they're popular and they're, they're a lot of fun. They are. Um, World Trail, you you guys really did pioneer trail building. So you go to a mountain bike town, you jump on the trails, you see these berms, you see the way the thing folds in and around the landscapes, you see the climbing trails. Tell us about the thought that goes behind building trails so that when we're on these trails, we can actually get some sort of understanding as to why they are what they are and how they work so well. Well, look, there's um, uh, a really good way of explaining it, and it's got a lot to do with mud cows back in the day. When, when, we'd, when we'd put a film together, we'd put it out there in an in a, in a audience in a room at a pub or something like that, there'd be 100 people you know, in the pub and you're playing it, you, you know, and I'd watch the I'd watch what people would watch, you know, and 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 um, uh, after a while, you, you notice if uh, you know you're losing somebody was uh, like looking away and talking to their friends. That means they they got bored with looking at something uh, for too long. So um, uh, we learned when we were filming to do really quick cuts, really quick shots. So you you wouldn't want to look away because you might miss out on something. Well, it's the same with trails, you know. There's something happening all the time yep. when you buy one of our trails. Packed There's, full of uh, features. Exactly. It's either going left, right, up, down, this and that, option here, but uh, not not just like I'll just ride along for a while and then I might turn here. That's the sort of – that's our attitude. It should be – it keeps you interested, keeps you focused, and, uh, and uh, you haven't got time to think. And you know what it's like if you're riding down a rowdy trail and uh, – you know, you probably, uh, you know, often hear a comment, people getting into mountain biking for the first time would go, oh, you know, when I go mountain biking, all my all my problems go away. I, I'm, you know, all the worries of work and home and everything, it's all gone. Well, there's a really bloody good reason for that. Because if you start thinking about what your bank manager said or what the mechanic said about <laughs> you, bang, you're, you're on the ground because yeah. you have to focus where you're going and what you're doing, you know. So it's, it's so a true. really, it, you know, ultimately it's a great sport. And if you design 
the trail to you know embrace those all of that you know you, you're going to have a lot of fun so yeah that's sort of that's all sort of back background of what we do and if anyone's ridden a world trail it feels like you're riding a wave half the time it's so cool it's beautiful all right rapid fire we've got rapid fire questions this is where glenn you've got to answer one of the two words that we give you are you ready bandy you start okay firstly shovel or spade shovel a line or b line a line high country or rainforest Rainforest. Gnarly off-camber single track, like Mount Beauty, or Flow Trail? Gnarly off-camber. Oh, (laughs) I love it. Okay, here's a really tough one for you. EMTB or EMTB? (laughs) I don't know what the second one is. They're the same. They're the same. same. (laughs) Mountain bikes. We love them. All right. Thanks for coming I'll on. I'll the last question. Oh, the... Bandy or Deets? <laughs> Sorry, what was the other one? Bandy or Deets? Ah, <laughs> uh, that's one word. Ah, well done, you. Well done, well done. All right, thanks for coming on, Glenn. We love chatting with you, as always, and you are truly a giant of trail building. You're a giant man. We love you. Thank you. See ya. See you later. Coming up on the show, we've got the quad lock topic of the week, how to help your friends get into cycling. This is SEN. And it's poignant. You're listening to Trail Towns Radio, the first bicycle tourism radio show in the world. You're with Vandy and Dietz, and this is Trail Towns on SEN, and it's time for the quad lock topic of the week, Vandy. And what is the quad lock topic of the week? It is the do's and don'ts of getting your friends, your partners, or your family into cycling. And we have some absolute crackers. I've got a lot of don'ts. (laughs) I'm sure you do, actually. (laughs) So my first don't really comes along the line of make sure you're taking riders that you don't know of their ability out to trails which are appropriate for their ability. Yes. Um, So anyway... What happened was I was when I was working at Vic MTB with Jammer, they used to have these Saturday garage sales and we'd all dress up. So I dressed up as Freddie Mercury and we had a dress up sale, right? Of course you did. Anyway, a girl came in and she bought a mountain bike and she was really nice and she said, oh, I love riding, I'm really, you know, passionate, I'm a really good rider and I said, We should go riding sometime. She said, Sure. So I said, let's go to the gorge. Have you ever ridden there? She said, no. So I took her to the gorge. And at that particular stage, the way you got to the gorge was along the edge track, which is how many meters drop off straight I would say almost 30 meters straight into a creek. And it's a sheer cliff. And it's, I think it's essentially a goat track. It's right on the knife's edge. So within about two minutes of riding the edge track, um, this particular girl rode off and rode a different way home. And I never spoke to her ever again. Well, I have the opposite experience where I learned how to coach mountain biking before I took Chloe mountain biking. And the thing is to not go too hard. So we were riding in Rotorua on a New Zealand adventure, which was fantastic. And we were just riding all the green trails and not pushing too hard. And also another big tip is bring some snacks because you don't want anyone to get hangry when you're out there. You don't want people to get hangry one of the tips I can say that I constantly make this mistake on is I just forget the people that I'm riding with who are new to the sport. Um, I forget that they don't understand stuff that I just take, you know, as a given, as in just intuitive. So you see a yeah. trail and it's like being able to speak a language and then you bring people out onto a trail who don't have that experience. So what I've learned is to slow down and talk through every section and say, yeah. look, we're about to come up to this. 
and and I found when I do that, there are fewer crashes. Yeah, and what I learned when I did the coaching course was breaking down the components of mountain biking. So how to use the brakes, how to use the gears, how to change gears properly, what position your body should be in at certain times. So there's all these different complicated things. So if you can get some professional coaching, good. But if you've got a friend that you trust, then they'll take you on nice, easy trails and don't go too far because at the end of the day, you want to get back to the cafe or the brewery or the winery or whatever local delight you can go to. And you don't want to be exhausted when you get there. No, you don't. And, and the first rule of mountain biking, as Jamo told us, is don't crash. And the problem with crashing on a mountain bike or any sort of bike is it actually really hurts. So what I found is always know the trails you're riding on. Now, this sounds like simple stuff, but it's easy to forget. What would deets do and do the opposite? Do the opposite to me. So I think that'll do that topic uh, right after this. We're going to be chatting to Scott Sadler from the National Arboretum of Canberra. And it is a magic place. You're on SEN with Vandy and Deets. You're with Deets and Vandy, or is that Vandy and Deets, on Trail Towns Radio on SEN. And right now, Vandy, we have a very special guest, Scott Sadler, who's the boss of the National Arboretum in Canberra and Stromlo Forest Park. He joined the Arboretum in 2014, and we went there, and it is the most amazing thing. Scott's going to tell us about that. He was included in 2020 in the Queen's Birthday uh, Honours List, and he's a proud Wiradjuri man. Scott, welcome to Trail Towns. Thanks, Jen. Appreciate it. Hello, Scott. Good to have you on. So every you, every week, Scott, we do an acknowledgement to country on the radio, and it's because we just respect the trails and the country that we we're living on. And your father wrote you an acknowledgement of country. Would you be able to share that with us today? Certainly. Yui um, Nadi, Scott Sadler, Nirili Gang, Wiradjuri Gibby. Hello, my name's Scott Sadler. I'm a proud Wiradjuri man. Today we stand on Nullarbor country, on their ancestral domain, in footsteps millennia old. Country is a word for our values, places, resources, stories and cultural obligations that we have cherished for more than 60,000 years. I acknowledge the Nullarbor mob, the traditional custodians, whose cultures and customs continue to nurture and enrich this land since men and women awoke from the great dream. We honour the presence of these ancestors, whose deep connection resides in the essence of this land and whose irrepressible spirituality flows through this sacred soil we are meeting on today. And I'd like to also welcome any other Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islanders that are listening today and in my native tongue of Aradri, Yamandu Marangbirimbu Nagadi Mudji. I hope you stay well, all my friends. That's beautiful. Scott, we showcased the Canberra Arboretum in the Canberra episode. We honestly felt that it was the jewel in Canberra's crown, this amazing new facility. Tell us all about it. Look, it's um, it's it's about uh, nine to ten years old. Um, there's 44,000 trees of rare, endangered and symbolic species. Which you named all of them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they've each got a name. The one outside my window is called Betty. <laughs> but, uh, and uh, look, government didn't realise, um, you know, uh, how many people were going to arrive here at the Arboretum. They expected about a million people in five years. Um, we have 770,000 people arrive uh, each year 
um, and the numbers are, are just increasing exponentially. Um, we're expecting about a million people to come through the door in the next 20 months. Um, and we're now trying to future-proof the National Arboretum um, for the next decade. So we've had you know, these major events here. We have Australian of the Year Awards filmed here uh, in the Village Centre. There's been over 512 events here over the last three or four years. Wow. Uh, we have the Margaret Whitlam uh, Chapel, which uh, last year held 100, well, before COVID, held 127 weddings for the year. It's just a, uh, it's an amazing place of 20 kilometres of tracks and trails, which both of you boys rode when you come down to visit me. Um, and it's got some of the best views in Canberra from, from anywhere. It's, uh, it's certainly, uh, it's, a, it's a pinch yourself every time you come through the gate as the boss here. But, you know, none of this would be achievable unless I had an amazing staff. And, uh, and I've handpicked a lot of those. And, uh, and, and they're a wonderful bunch of, uh, of employees. And uh, pardon the pun, but it's just going to grow from strength to strength. Or oh, you can see why he's in radio, <laughs> can't you, Scott? Absolutely. Well, no. the, uh, they actually call me the executive branch manager, so I'm hoping in the next five years I might be the executive tree manager. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, the restaurant, tell us a bit about that because the architecture in there, I know Dietz and I got there and we are just like, what is this place? Like the wood structures and all the gardens. The Arboretum was amazing and fascinating for Vandy and I, different to, say, Botanical Gardens. An Arboretum has got giant groves of single-species trees. Monoculture. Monoculture. Thank you, Vandy. Oh, I'll tell you what, boys, you're on the mark there. (laughs) Right, and and that was great. The the trails are all family-friendly. They meander right around this beautiful, beautiful place. But for me, and I think for us, Vandy, the most meaningful experience was the Bush Tucker Garden, which you pioneered. Tell us about that. Yeah, look, when I got here, being an Aboriginal man, um, you know, I just think that uh, there was no culture here. There was no Aboriginal culture. Uh, we didn't, you know, express uh, any Aboriginal culture uh, other than maybe an acknowledgement of country on the front door as you walked in. But, you know, we've now got our Bush Tucker Garden, uh, thanks to my staff who designed it uh, and constructed it. Um, there's some 4,500 uh, plants in the, in the Bush Tucker Garden. They're edible, medicinal uh, and herbal. I remember as a kid, and my father, I used to get a, like I got a cut on the hand, and my father would go in the bush and and boil up some uh, some leaves and 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 some branches, and and then all of a sudden you'd rub the you'd rub the stuff on your saw, and the saw would be fixed within a couple of days. And this is the type of thing that we're trying to teach here at the Arboretum about culture. We now have an Aboriginal um, tourism officer. Uh, we now have a bus uh, that the friends of the Arboretum have bought for us, and we and we do tours around. We've got a bush, we've got a, inside the Bush Tucker Garden, we have a basket weaving area uh, and people then are taught um, how to uh, weave baskets in the, in the traditional manner. Uh, and we also teach them to do Aboriginal art. And so there's a whole range of Aboriginal things that if you want to come to the National Arboretum Canberra, uh, you can just immerse yourself uh, within that culture. You're right about the monoculture. You've done your homework, boys. That's good. Um, there's, so there's a hundred forests and each of those hundred forests have between 4,200 trees and 260 species of that one of, of one species being monoculture. So, so what good. you do here at the Arboretum is that you find your favourite tree and you go down and you immerse yourself within that forest. And, and that's what people are doing. They're finding their favourite tree and they're going and picnicking with inside the forest um, of their favourite particular species. 
Oh, it's lovely. Well, Canberra's definitely turned into a bit of a trail town. Everyone that watched the show are like, I didn't know, but now I want to go to Canberra. But <laughs> unfortunately, Scott, that's all we've got time for this week for the chat. And uh, Thanks, boys. Look, I went, next time you come back, the, the coffee and sausage rolls are on me, and let's do another one of them rides. And, Scott, I've got to say, Maybe we, did, we, could do... sorry, we did have coffee in the restaurant, and it is amazing coffee. It's one of the best coffees in Canberra. Nice. It's beautiful. Well, next time we'll go to Stromlo Forest Park, or maybe next time when you come and visit me, we'll be able to ride around one of the 350 kilometres of, of tracks and trails and concrete paths throughout the ACT government. Thank wow. you. Well, we're coming back to Canberra with Trail Towns, and thank you, Scott. You're absolutely wonderful for joining us today on Trail Towns. And right after the break, we're going to be on the road with Nissan Vandy. We're going to be chatting about the Murrumbidgee to the Mountains episode. It's a cracker. Let's do it. You're listening to Trail Towns Radio, the first bicycle tourism radio show in the world. This is Trail Towns with Vandy and Dietz, and now it's time for On the Road with Nissan, brought to you by Nissan. Did we mention Nissan, mate? Did we happen to mention Nissan? (laughs) We love Nissan. This is the Murrumbidgee to the Mountains episode. It's actually pretty much New South Wales. In fact, we're breaking this one in half because then we popped over the border to Talangata, and then went down to Mittermitter. So we're not going to do that in today's episode, just the Murrumbidgee or Wagga Wagga through to Tumut, through to Tumbarumba, etc. So the New South Wales section, this was a big block of filming. We filmed Canberra directly before and then straight into Wagga Wagga. We sure did. Wagga Wagga, really. Let's talk about Wagga Wagga for a start. So my impressions of Wagga Wagga, it's nestled amongst rolling hills. Now, I forgot that those hills are rolling and that they're gorgeous. They sort of wrap around the town. So I couldn't remember that for a start. Oh, it's beautiful. And the Murrumbidgee. How about that for a river? Yeah, and it has, uh, strangely, one of the top 10 voted beaches in Australia. I know. And, and we thought, no, how can that be? But it actually, on the bend of a river, when the river level drops, it's all beach. And we're talking maybe 30 metres of beach. Yeah, and I can imagine in the middle of summer, it's just got this really fun atmosphere with families and couples and mates just hanging out, just enjoying the the beach. We learned when we're on that particular trip, it was Wagga Wagga is not the place of many crows, which we all think it is. It's actually the place of many dancers. Oh. Yeah, that's what it means. We should have done some dancing. Well, I did because we went to a place called Mechanico, and that made me feel like dancing. Tell us about that. Yeah, the... Mechanico Cafe, I love researching places and then going and exploring them. And this was just one of those hidden gems where it's like you feel like you're in Italy because I've spent a bit of time in Italy racing my bike over the years. And the owner had had gone to Italy and was a road cyclist and he was just trying to really capture that Italian vibe. He had nice wine and sort of a tapas sort of breads and dips and cheese. It was just really, really cool. And it's something that I think Wagga's developing in their culture, getting more food. They've got a nice brewery as well. So, And and this is in a proper country town, a proper Australian country town. You know, great big railway station, flat roads you can ride on, this beautiful big river. And then you've got this, like you're straight in Positano or something like that. It was absolutely <laughs> brilliant. 
We then, after Wagga Wagga, we then drove pretty much to Tumut. So wasn't that drive something else? And we had stunning helicopter scenic oh. flight. True North took us up into the mountains to areas where you could only access in a helicopter. And we're just like, oh, my God, this is amazing. It was amazing. What was amazing was how quickly the rivers were running. I mean, the waterfalls were absolutely pumping. Unfortunately for me, however, yes. it was a little bit of a problem. Yes. Um, how was your morning sunrise drone shooting that day? Well, the audience might remember that I'm sort of the drone licensed camera operator flyer dude guy on... on <laughs> CASA certified. <laughs> what, is this, what is the title? Anyway, so I fly the drones on the show. Anyway, uh, I took the drone off over the Tumut River on this quite amazing kind of Tressley bridge that's made out of what. Anyway, I like bridges and trains and stuff. So I was marveling at this bridge, took the drone off, lost control of it, and it went into the Tumut River. The t- the tumultuous Tumut <laughs> River, which was about minus 10 degrees when I got in to get the drone out. Yeah, I crashed it. And one thing that I quickly remembered, in Tumut, they have this amazing story about the mountain bike park. It used to be a rubbish dump site, and now it's a beautiful mountain bike park, and no one dumps rubbish there. And all of the locals build the trails and ride the trails each week. So we highly recommend going into that area and trying out some of the trail riding. We do. Tumut was stunning. We then went to Tumbarumba, rode the rail trail to Rosewood, saw this amazing gnome garden that just popped out. There were hundreds of gnomes like, Fanny, look at all the gnomes. Who has this many gnomes? <laughs> What's going on with the gnomes? <laughs> anyway, uh, it was a wonderful episode. Check it out on SBS On Demand if you can. That's only the first part of the app. We'll tell you the second half of the episode another day. We sure will. And right after this, we have... The Great Jammo on Shimano. Terrific. I can never say this. tech tips. I made it up too. (laughs) Right after this. This is Vandy and Dietz on SEN, Trail Towns Radio. And now we have the Shimano Terrific Top Tech Tip because Dietz actually can't say the title of this segment. I have to do it. We're with Jamo. Jamo makes bike fixing look like Picasso in top form. He is the Michelangelo of mountain bikes and he's the first person to not only physically ban a customer but also electronically ban them when they tried to call the shop. <laughs> Jamo, great to have you as usual, mate. Hello, boys. Hello, Dita. Bandy, how are you? Good, mate. Good. We, we, won't, we, we won't talk about that customer, but we still laugh about it. <laughs> Don't try to email me. That doesn't work either. <laughs> so, Jamo, what have you got for us this week? Oh, well, a little bit of housekeeping first. Now, my, my neighbour, Adrian, from the pizza shop next door, heard the show. Really? And, uh, yeah, loved it. But um, the question to me was, um, how much are you getting paid? Oh, you're on the big bucks. Yeah. Sorry, the line's you're, going a bit funny. Yeah, but it's a bit of a dodgy assumption this week. Same, same line as... <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, he's a smart, a smart aleck. He followed that up with, um, of course, you'd have to contribute something useful first, wouldn't you? Yeah, and so as I everyone... <laughs> I, think, I think we need to get him on as our pizza uh, uh, maker yeah, expert. Yeah. Well, and also, you're running a bike shop, so you're pretty much printing money at the moment. Oh, you are. <laughs> Well, you know, I read on so the good. internet recently. I read it on the internet that bicycle mechanic is the lowest paid occupation in Australia. So you know, any any contribution would be gratefully received. <laughs> I, I always. I always think something in the legal or medical fields would have been smarter in hindsight. But anyway, it's a bit late now. One thing they say about being a doctor is you never have to worry about the pipeline of business. 
I'm, I'm sure. Yes. And, and like all the local doctors um, recently, I was flicking through the financial review, mm. uh, checking on my investments and all that sort of How stuff. How is your portfolio, and, um, Greg? Yeah. <laughs> good or great? I think good is the quite answer. good, yes. <laughs> anyway, there was an article last week on Josh Frydenberg, the federal ah. treasurer, which was quite interesting. And it, it listed his interests, you know, mismanaging economies, not answering questions from the ABC, daydreaming about the top job. And cycling. Yes, we, we read and, that know, too. Yeah, and there was a picture of him um, with his Wahoo kicker, which is a stationary bike for people that don't know. Yes, um, I have one. Set up in his, in his parliamentary office. So, yeah, have you guys got them? Yes. You got the kickers? Yes, I do. No, Dita's got the whole bike. Yeah, I, I, I got the whole, the, got the, the... the entire schmozzle. I just yes. got the whole thing. Now, I just have and, a kicker, which I jump on Zwift when uh, the weather's not so good. They're so good. So good way to get fit, yeah, if you if you can't get out. That's well, that's exactly what I was going to say. I'd say the stationary bike is so good for maintaining fitness, especially through winter, and you just jump on Zwift and you can have this virtual ride, which is fantastic. And you, and you go to an island, um, Zwift Island it's called, isn't it, where you, you can ride circuits and things. Watopia or something. Yes, that's right. Or you yeah, can ride in like New that, York yeah. or London or Austria. Austria? No, notice that. Innsbruck. <laughs> Throw another shot on Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> Notice my subject for today is something I know nothing about. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely get a job here. But, but my, um, my, I have seen it. My brother had one set up in his bike shop out in Croydon, mm-hmm. and I said to him, "This would be great when it's raining, as you just referred to, Vandy. You know, you can ride inside and stay dry. Yeah. You know." And Nick said, I know it rains on Swift Island as well. <laughs> What's the point of that? It should be good weather every day. What do you do? You get your wife with a watering can and you know, give you a sprinkle, set up a fan. You can eat, you can be cold and wet and miserable at home. Yeah, I, I always get razzed because uh, last last year in lockdown, I chucked my e-bike on the Wahoo just to really razz people oh. and put up a post on Instagram. <laughs> and I was putting out like two and a half thousand watts with the e-bike yeah, attached, and, yeah. and everyone was just like, "That's cheating!" And I'm like, "Yes, that's uh, the point." <laughs> well, Jamo, look, the the we love, I love the Wahoo. I, I do get on it when the weather is a bit inclement and um, I do stay actually in tip-top uh, fit, fitness because of it. So, uh, yeah, I love it and Vandy loves it. It's like the back in the day when you and I used to share a flat together. We used to have the Ergo. Remember that? That's right. The yeah. torture machine. Hard work, hard work, yeah. And there was no entertainment. There was no, you know, no. video display and all of that all of that stuff. It was, we had it the, was pretty boring. We had the Ergo oh, in the oh. lounge room the motorbikes in the garage and the motorbike parts in the oven. <laughs> the unused oven. When, when we left that place, Dandy, we didn't have to clean the oven because we'd never used it. Oh, well, that's that's one bonus. You would have got your bond back. All right, what do you got that's for us this week? What, is, your, what is your tip of the week? All right, well, it's not a mechanical one. It's just a, it's a riding one and, you know, be wary of who you ride with. Um, it's, it's another golden rule of mountain biking. There are three things when, when you go out for a ride and it, and for some reason it goes on a bit too long. You can be lost, you can be cold and you can be hungry. Now the golden rule is try to only ever be two of those things not all three. Oh that's such uh, a good tip. Have you ever been uh, all three? As I experienced on a ride with Dieter, the two hour <laughs> ride 
at Falls Creek um, that tr- stretched out for six hours. And don't worry about bringing food. We'll get something to eat at Falls Creek. Everything was shut. <laughs> See, you must have been listening earlier because we we're essentially talking about this, how to take beginners on a ride. Dealer should take his own advice. I will. No yeah, no, that, was, that was amazing. No that was amazing. Jamie, I... we'll catch you next week. We, we, we really appreciate that tip. Thank you for reminding me of that experience. <laughs> Thank you very much, Jamo. Thanks, boys. Take care. Catch you next week. Unfortunately, mate, that's all we've got time for this week. Oh, thanks to Glenn Jacobs, Scott Sadler and Jamo for joining us on this week's episode. You can reach us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Just search Trail Towns TV. Congratulations to Sally Ann 28 for winning last week's competition with her answer to why do people shave legs? Because even hair can't get between a cyclist and a good time. She won this beautiful <laughs> pillow, this temper pillow. So good. And what's this week's question? Well, this week's temper question is, what is the best name of a trail that you've ever seen? Yes, mine is actually Flowtown and mine, Falls Creek. Yeah, sorry. And mine... For the temper pillow is the whole enchilada in Moab, Utah. <laughs> Thanks to our beautiful partners, Giant, Shimano, Nissan, Temper, Quadlock, and Tula, and to our producers, Ruby Bannerman, our studio producer, Michael Thompson, and our beautiful EP, Leslie Askew. Whoa, that was a mouthful. Woo-hoo. And thanks for everyone for tuning in to Trail Towns Radio on SEN. We'll catch you next week at the same time or jump on Spotify or the Apple Podcast. One, two, three. I'll see you later. See ya, bye.